Hello! Welcome to the Holistic House Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center, healthcare practitioner, occupational therapist, and holistic wellness advocate. I'm excited to share with you natural, evidence-based, and effective solutions for a thriving and healthy life. Explore the world of nutritional medicine, essential oil therapy, and clean, toxin-free living. Become educated and empowered to transform your health for a more vibrant and happy life. Welcome back, everyone. I'm happy to share this time with you today. Uh, This is episode 10. (laughs) We made it to double digits. Um, I started this podcast on June 1st of 2020, and I can't believe I actually met my goal of getting 10 episodes out to you guys this summer. Makes me so happy whenever I can accomplish a goal. So yeah, there's that. Uh, If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you find my message to be both educational and inspirational as you walk through your own wellness journey. I love getting to know my listeners, um, so feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my website at theholistichouse.org, and you can shoot me an email straight from there. You can find me on Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie or on Facebook at the Holistic House Facebook page. As a thank you to my listeners, if you rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you enjoy listening to and send me a screenshot of it, I will put you in a drawing to win a little wellness box. I have some great products to share, um, and I'm excited for the lucky listener. The winner will be selected on August 30th, so make sure to get your reviews in and send them to me by then. Um, And I have to say, I've received some really thoughtful reviews, and I am just beyond grateful for all of your kind thoughts and words. Um, It really makes my day when I um, read a review um, and just learn how I could possibly touch somebody's life. I mean, that's why I'm here, right? Um, August is flying by. So a friendly reminder, my August special, which is Hemp Oil by Metagenics, this will continue at 10% off until the end of the month. With all of the craziness happening right now, I thought we could use a little calm. So this product is broad spectrum hemp extract that consists of naturally occurring phytocannabinoids and terpenes. It is USDA certified organic, and it is certified as glyphosate residue free by the Detox Project. And we will talk more about glyphosate as it directly relates to our gut health today. This product is, of course, non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegetarian. Hemp oil, hemp oil is really neat. It contains a wide range of naturally occurring and beneficial phytocannabinoids, terpenes, and compounds. Um, phytocannabinoids help with a healthy response to stress by modulating our neurotransmitter pathways. Uh, for me personally, I've, I've also found hemp oil to be beneficial to my digestion. 
Um, that's just me. But because I think everybody deserves to feel a little calm, especially right now in these times, um, I'm offering you, my listeners, 10% off. And that brings us down to $45, which is an amazing deal. Most hemp products at this quality range from $95 to $100. And that's actually one of the reasons why I switched to this product because it's a good bang for your buck. Um, you can find this product at stephaniecenter.metagenics.com forward slash hemp oil and just use the code HOUSE10 at checkout for 10% off your order. And again, this is from now until the end of August. Next month in September, I will have a new product to share with you. Speaking of September, I have some big news. I will officially be launching my 10-day liver detox program next month. This is my flagship program, and it is fully aligned with the root cause approach to wellness. My 10-day detox, as you can probably guess, is a 10-day long program where we use real food, strategic supplementation, and supportive group coaching to reset the liver's detox pathways. I also offer the option to add well-researched essential oils as they work really well in symphony with the nutrition to enhance the results. Um, why should your liver health matter to you? Well, if you're struggling to lose weight, you're experiencing brain fog, you have unexplained fatigue or low energy, or you just can't quite kick the adult breakouts out, um, it might be your liver. Your liver has over 500 functions, uh, most notable being it purifies your blood. Your liver is what cleans your blood. And uh, what does blood do? It literally supplies everything your entire body needs for nourishment to function. So if your blood isn't clean, then neither are you. If you're wondering, well, like, why do I need to detox? For me, the answer is pretty simple. It's exposure. We are exposed to more toxins in a month than our grandparents were in their lifetime. Our livers have a tough time keeping up with this overload. In fact, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is suspected to outweigh alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver as the number one reason people will need a liver transplant by the year 2028. Folks, that is less than 10 years away. That is crazy. It used to be that um, liver transplants were like almost 100% from alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. And now we have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease coming out of the woodwork. And I'm telling you, working at the hospital, I see this diagnosis all the time. And uh, what's kind of scary about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is it's somewhat of a silent killer and that you don't really know that you have it until things get really bad. Um, and that's exactly why I designed this program. I care about our generation's future, and I want us to have clean livers so we can have clean bodies and we can feel good. So if you want to learn more about this program and get on my wait list, you can hop on over to my website at holistichouse.org. Click on Wellness Programs. Click on the 10-Day Liver Detox, and all the gory details will be right in there. This program does come with group coaching over Zoom. So if you join, you get to work with me face-to-face -face so we can actually see each other and interact. Oh, and I, I want to be clear because I use the word detox, and I know it is a really popular word right now. Um, this is not like some trendy juice cleanse or anything like that. This is like a support your body with real food kind of thing. 
just keep that in mind. I don't want to deter anybody with that word. But your liver's job is to, like I said, clean your blood, to detox. And so I feel like that's an appropriate word to use for this program. I also want to say that this is not a weight loss program. However, it is not uncommon for you to lose weight while you are cleaning up your metabolic pathways. So while weight loss is not the intention of this program, certainly it is common for that to happen with this program. Uh, again, if you want to learn more information or get on my wait list, you can visit my website, theholistichouse.org, and sign on up. Some fun news for me. My wedding anniversary is this week. This Thursday, August 27th, will mark four years of being married to the coolest guy on planet Earth. <laughs> In some ways, I feel like we still experience the newness of being in love. And in other ways, I feel like I have known him for forever. So what a wonderful place to be, right? Okay, enough with the heavy. Today, we are going to talk all about your gut. I am super passionate about gut health. So today, I figured that we would just start kind of broad and build a foundational knowledge of gut health and what it means for your susceptibility to disease. And then we can build on this knowledge in future episodes. Today, I think I really want you to leave this episode today with just basic knowledge on the, the what, the why, and the how. I want you to know what the microbiome is, uh, why it's important, why it's under attack right now in our current living standards, and how you can best support it and show up for your gut. So without delaying anymore, let's, let's dive right in. Okay, so the what. What is the gut? What is the microbiome? Why are those terms used synonymously when they don't necessarily mean the same thing? So I'll start with the gut. The gut, which is also known as like the meat and potatoes of your digestive tract, refers to your small and your large intestines. So when you have like a gut reaction to something, think about it. Where does that feeling reside? It's kind of below the stomach, right? That like deep core place that's, that's really specific in feeling. Like when I think of feeling things in my gut, like, oh, like I have like a really specific feeling. At the same time, I find that it's challenging to identify anatomically and describe. It's the bushy part, right? The gut, the gut is widely recognized for simply its inherent ability to digest food. So we have one tube that goes from our mouths down to our butt. Um, food starts in the mouth, right? It makes its way down our esophagus into our stomach where our stomach kind of dissolves it with its acidity and then it sends it to the intestines. And not to discredit the roles of like the liver, gallbladder, and pancreas, um, food doesn't actually pass through these organs. Rather, they support what needs to happen in the intestines. But I will say just briefly how they support digestion and your gut health. So the liver, as I mentioned before, purifies your blood. So it, the liver receives blood from your intestines via the hepatic portal vein, and it cleans it up and sends it right back out to the intestines for better metabolism, absorption of nutrients, so on and so forth. The gallbladder produces bile, and bile helps with our digestion. And the pancreas um, 
produces different digestive enzymes to help us break down our food. And more notably, the pancreas releases the hormone insulin, which we all probably know helps us regulate our blood sugar. So we have all of those kind of right below our stomach. And then we hit our intestines. And the intestines is really where the magic happens. And I use the words gut and intestines interchangeably, just for your reference. Nutrients are absorbed from food and waste is removed towards the rectum for elimination. That's what happens in the intestines. And it is a beautiful process that keeps us both nourished and alive. Now, the gut houses many things, including but not limited to our microbiome. So the microbiome is a little more complicated and therefore requires a little bit more of an explanation. So I will do my best to explain. I like the Merriam-Webster definition of the microbiome, so I'm going to borrow that one. So according to Merriam-Webster, a microbiome is, simply put, a community of organisms such as bacteria, fungi, and viruses that inhabit a particular environment. As humans, we have several microbiomes, uh, the intestines being the obvious big one. Uh, our skin has a microbiome. Our scalps have a microbiome. And ladies, your vaginas have a microbiome. <laughs> In fact, during the birthing process, the baby swallows the mother's vaginal microbiome on the way um, exiting the womb, and that is how the baby develops its first um, microbiome. All the more reason to have a strong and healthy gut, right? Uh, so fascinating to me. Anyways, I'll get back to the gut. In our intestines, our microbiome is basically this beautiful symphony of what I like to call good and opportunistic bacteria. I don't like the term bad bacteria because there really isn't such a thing. Like we need things like E. coli in small amounts, of course. Um, e. coli only really becomes problematic when it's given the opportunity to take up a bigger space than it's meant to. When it offsets the balance of other bacteria, that's when it becomes a problem. So I guess I feel a little guilty calling it bad when bad isn't an inherent trait of E. coli. Anyways, that's just one example. This delicate balance of bacteria and fungi help to protect us and keep us well, which leads me to my why. Why is the gut microbiome crucial to our overall health? I mean, it makes sense that our immune systems would live in our digestive tracts when oftentimes the things that cause illness enter our bodies through our mouth, right? Like we just talked about how digestion works. It starts in the mouth and to put it nicely, it ends in the butt. And so it makes sense that somewhere in between would lie our immune system because we're constantly putting things in our mouths. Uh, and if you think about our current situation with the global pandemic, it's, it's a droplet disease, and that's why we wear face masks or mouth coverings in public. And to reference the, the title of this episode, What Your Gut Says About Your Risk for Infection, well, it says specifically how susceptible you are to infection. A healthy gut is a healthy immune system. And in fact, it's estimated that between 70 and 80% of your immune system lies within your gut. This is becoming increasingly problematic for us humans in today's world because 
our soil is losing its biodiversity, which means that our food is lacking the quality and quantity of necessary bacteria and fungi, and therefore our intestines are becoming less and less biodiverse. So basically the symphony is no longer a symphony. It's dwindled down to like a quartet if we're using the music metaphor. And this weakens our immune systems and makes us more vulnerable to any unwanted invasions. I know this far too well, having grown up in the age of GMOs and glyphosate. See, I told you I'd bring it up. <laughs> um, let's see. GMOs came out in 1996. So I was about seven at the time. And that was about 24 years ago. So fast forward, and here I am now, and I'm in, I'm 31, um, and I should be like in the golden age of health, and I feel like that was taken away from me thanks to these big companies that produce things like glyphosate, herbicides, pesticides, things that are really trying to standardize Mother Nature and sterilize our guts. Um, I don't know, I don't know that they were ill-intended, Ill these companies. I don't know that anybody really thought about the bacteria in our gut when they were creating this standardization system for crops, but it's really showing how, how important it is to have biodiversity, and we're really lacking that, and the problem is getting worse and worse. So I guess I should thank these companies because without them, I wouldn't maybe have gone through all the things I've gone through and I might not be sharing this important information with you today. But I, I speak from both personal and professional experience on this topic. Personally, I've dealt with malabsorption, uh, mold toxicity, which I truly think, I mean, we're, we're all exposed to mold all the time. I think my gut just wasn't set up to handle it. I have experienced leaky gut autoimmunity. And really, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And again, I'm only 31. Um, and I live a really healthy life. So all of my issues have started and ended in the gut. My gut was the first place I ever felt any sort of issue. And let me tell you, it's a long road to recovery to clean your gut and get those toxins out and replace them with good bacteria. To kind of give you like a reference point my, I like the GI map test. That's a test that I, I do. Um, it kind of just tells you what's living in your gut. Um, and one thing I like to measure is zonulin, which is a good indicator for leaky gut or also known as intestinal permeability. And zonulin is a protein that you can measure that modulates the permeability of the tight junctions in the cell wall of your intestines. Um, and in case you're unaware, your cell walls of your digestive tract are only one cell thick. So it's, it's not a hard barrier to break. And that's why I like zonulin as a measurement because it's very specific. So last time I checked my zonulin, it was 202. And a normal level would be less than 107. So I was fairly high. <laughs> to say the least. And here's kind of the kicker. I mean, I only eat organic food. I only drink Berkey filtered water. And if I'm going to be honest with you, it's actually been well over a year since I've eaten food that I haven't cooked myself. So 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have been so determined to clean my gut, I haven't eaten out in over a year. And call me crazy, yes, giving up eating out was hard, but oh, you know what? Feeling bad is harder. Feeling bad was harder. So my point here isn't to pat myself on the back or anything. My point is that if my zonulin is high and I'm following a pretty healthy regimen, what's yours? If you're interested to know your zonulin level, um, you can email me at info.holistichouse uh, at gmail.com and I can see if I can help you get the test. That's something I'm working on getting in my practice. But I think it's a very helpful test. I like to take this test just to know what's living in my gut. It tells you like over 80 things. I'm, I won't get into it in this episode. We can have a whole episode about that test. Um, but it's a really great indication on whether or not you have leaky gut. And if you have leaky gut, that is highly correlated with exposure to glyphosate, which is the herbicide that we spray on all of our crops, fruits, veggies, soy, you name it, corn. Um, so yeah, I think that's powerful information to know if you want to have a, you know, better idea if you're a numbers person and you, you want to have a better idea of how your immune system is functioning. Okay, so on top of all of this, on top of our lack of biodiverse soil, to add insult to injury here, uh, at least in the United States, we overprescribe and overuse antibiotics, which further dilutes our microbiome health. And let me let me back up. Let me be clear. I'm I am not at all against medicine or antibiotics. I think there is certainly a time and place for everything, and I'm very grateful that they exist. I'm specifically talking about the overuse of them. Like, you know, you go to the doctor with an ear infection and they go, here, take an antibiotic. Or you say, hey, my face is breaking out a lot. Here, take this antibiotic. Not only do antibiotics attack all of your gut bacteria, good and opportunistic, they also make you more susceptible to developing things further down the road. Things like superbugs. And if we're Staying on the topic of gut, a um, famous superbug there is Colostrium uh, difficile or C. diff, also known as C. diff. Um, and this is super contagious, super resistant to common antibiotics, and requires even harsher course of action to treat. It's really difficult to treat. And so this is why I like more if if I am feeling like I. If I'm not feeling great, I like to try more natural options like oil of oregano as like an alternative. It's a little bit more gentle, and I feel like it's also more targeted to those opportunistic bugs um, than factory-produced antibiotics. I always, yeah, I always like to try a more natural route first anyways. But please don't take this as medical advice, especially if your doctor has prescribed you antibiotics. Like, that is a conversation you need to have with your doctor like, do not take uh, what I'm saying now as fact, especially if there's something specific. There are definitely uh, antibiotics out there that target very specific things. So, and you never, ever want to start an antibiotic course and not finish it. And the reason for that is, let's say you are on day four of a 10-day dose and you're feeling great and you say, oh, I don't need to finish my antibiotics because I'm already feeling better. Well, if you don't finish out the antibiotics, that bug you're treating can actually overcome those antibiotics because you didn't finish out the whole 10 days. 
And now that antibiotic is no longer an option for you because that bug has overcome it. And in fact, I see a lot of people come into the hospital with C. diff because of things like that, because they haven't finished their antibiotics. So absolutely, if you're in the process of taking an antibiotic, don't stop it. Talk to your doctor before you do anything. Okay, so now that you know why the gut microbiome is imperative to our health and kind of our current day standards, kind of adding insult to injury there um, in terms of our, our microbiome health, let's talk about some ways you can support your gut health. It's definitely, it's not all grim. <laughs> there are several ways you can show your gut some love. And I'll share with you some of my strategies is, again, I have extensive personal experience with gut disparities. My first piece of advice is if you are given an antibiotic, let's go back to that previous example of 10 days. When you are done with that antibiotic, I recommend taking a probiotic to restore that that good gut flora because antibiotics kill good and opportunistic bacteria. So I like to personally take Megaspore probiotics. Um, it's a spore paste probiotic that it's designed to live through the harsh acidity of the stomach and it actually makes it into the intestines. You have to be really careful with probiotics because not they're not all equal and a lot of them actually dissolve in your stomach and you don't really get any benefit of them. So you have to make sure you can find a good brand that survives your stomach acidity. Um, you can find Megaspore probiotics on my website if you go to holistichouse.org to the shop page. And I'll provide a link in the show notes where you can just click and go directly to the Megaspore. I think it is one of the best ones on the market. I like the spore-based for that reason. I take two at night before I go to bed. If you're new to the probiotic world, you might want to start with one at night and progress to two over the next couple weeks or start with one every other night if you're really sensitive. But that's my recommendation. I recommend taking a probiotic anyways, even if you're not just finishing up an antibiotic course. I think it's a good practice to get into, especially because, like I said, our soil is not as biodiverse and we're not getting that diversity that we need from our food. I also recommend eating probiotic-rich foods. My personal favorite being sauerkraut. I think that one is absolutely the best. I don't think anything really comes close to sauerkraut in terms of it's it's the most diverse and it is the least um, allergenic. A lot of fermenter, fermented foods um, like dairy and, and whatnot have allergies associated with them. So I really like sauerkraut. It's just fermented cabbage, and I think cabbage is really good for you at baseline, so fermented cabbage even better. Um, you don't need much, just a spoonful, maybe two spoonfuls uh, every day, and that'll do the trick. also like kimchi, which is similar to sauerkraut, but it's varied fermented vegetables, and it's generally a little bit spicier, so just keep that in mind. Tempeh and tofu are also great sources of probiotics. Just make sure to buy organic as soy is heavily sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. Um, and I also like, in moderation, I like a low-sugar plant-based yogurt, like Lavaz Pili Nut Yogurt. I think that's a great option. I think they sell that at, like, Whole Foods, and I've also seen it at Fresh Market. But it's L-A-V-V-A. That's how you spell it. I don't like regular yogurt because, well, first of all, it contains dairy. And second of all, the sugar content is so high that I think the cost outweighs the benefits. 
Um, I feel similarly about kombucha. Um, I think it's delicious and I really enjoy it myself, but you have to be really careful because the sugar content there can be really high. And if you're struggling with something like candida, um, you don't want to feed the opportunistic uh, gut bacteria or fungi with sugar. So also keep in mind, you don't need to drink the whole bottle. You can just drink a little bit and that'll get you what you need for the day. Um, something I recommend for kids, if you, especially if you have a, a C-section baby, um, I think I mentioned before that the child swallows the microbi microbiome um, when leaving the birth canal, and that sets them up for their first kind of um, microbiome. Babies that are born C-section have pretty sterile intestines. Um, and so you kind of want to start with probiotics early to populate the baby's intestines with good and good um, gut bacteria. And this is, I don't say this at all to shame anybody on any kind of birth. I think anybody who gives birth, whether C-section or vaginal, uh, is a hero. I, I'm just sharing some helpful thoughts. So I want to make sure that that you all know I'm not judging either way. Um, my next piece of advice is uh, take algae. I think spirulina and chlorella are both amazing for gut health. Um, if you haven't already, listen to episode eight where I interview Catherine Arnston. Um, she shares some really valuable information on how both spirulina and chlorella work to flush toxins. Um, provide She provides some good information on um, how they are just supporting nutrients and they are reducing inflammation in the body. I take algae to detox for mold. Um, and I could, because my mold has colonized in my gut, so it helps me there. And to replenish vital nutrients. Algae is extremely nutrient dense and it's full of chlorophyll, which we all know helps keep us healthy. So I think it's a great option for um, kind of feeding the feeding probiotics. And my last piece of advice here for supporting your gut. Um, please don't hate me for this, but I, I have three things that I recommend people stay away from. And those things are sugar, gluten, and dairy, which I think I've mentioned in previous episodes. I'm really, I think all three of those things should really be avoided. Sugar for obvious reasons, right? Sugar feeds opportunistic gut bacteria and fungi. And I didn't, I didn't really talk about candida today. Maybe we'll do, I'll do a whole nother episode on uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and small intestinal fungal overgrowth, SIBO and SIFO. Um, candida is a real common thing, and it's really tough to get rid of. Candida is just yeast overgrowth. And it, uh, anybody that's ever been on hormonal birth control, I guarantee you've had some sort of yeast overgrowth in your intestines. And so sugar feeds that, and, it, and when that candida populates, it leads to all kinds of digestive issues. I also say to stay away from gluten. Even if you don't have celiac disease or sensitivity to it, in the U.S., we put so much junk in our gluten. We actually have like the stickiest gluten on planet Earth, and it's really unhealthy. If you're listening in Europe or really anywhere outside the U.S., then I don't know if this one really applies to you as much. I don't really have issue with gluten when I eat it in other countries. It's really just in the States, so thanks, America, for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why I say to, uh, to avoid it. It kind of, it's, um, it's an irritant. It's a gut irritant. 
um, and it it's really inflammatory. And same with dairy. Uh, the reason I say avoid dairy is is it because I think dairy itself is inherently bad? In fact, I think before we started messing with dairy, it used to be a really healthy option. The way that we currently produce dairy in the U.S. makes it highly inflammatory, and I would also consider it a gut irritant. Dairy contains some of the slowest digesting proteins. I know we used to look at dairy, um, what do we used to say? Oh, people were lactose intolerant. It was the sugar molecule that was hard to digest. I tend to think it's the the protein molecule that's hard to digest. Um, And many people are intolerant to the protein A1 which causes a lot of bloating and discomfort, things that are not ideal for your gut health. Um, This protein also, I think it's interesting, it's not original to cows. Before humans started interfering with milk production, all of the cows produced A2 protein, which tends to be a lot easier to digest. So anyways, it's probably more than you care to know about dairy. I just wanted to share my thoughts uh, on some things you should avoid in order to preserve your gut health. So I hope you learned some helpful helpful tips today. I hope you leave this episode knowing what the microbiome is, why it's important, why it's under attack, um, how to support your gut with uh, probiotic use, eating probiotic-rich foods, taking algae, and avoiding sugar, gluten, and dairy. So hopefully I haven't overloaded you today. I could I could honestly talk about this stuff for hours and hours. It's really hard for me to dwindle things down to the basics, which is what I hope I did for you today. This is definitely a conversation to continue, I think. I could have definitely gone off on a lot of different tangents that I think are also equally important for you to know. So we will do that in the future. If you found this episode helpful, please consider leaving me a rating and review. I love hearing your feedback and feedback, feedback, (laughs) sorry. And hey, right now I am doing a giveaway. So if you screenshot me a picture of your rating and review and send it to info.holistichouse at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, Facebook, I don't care how you send it to me. I'll throw your name in the hat for my wellness box giveaway. And I've got a lot of goodies to give out. And who doesn't like getting fun mail that's free? The winner will be selected on August 30th. So please send your reviews in by then. And don't forget that the hemp oil is on sale until the end of the month. You can find it at stephaniecenter.metagenics.com forward slash hemp dash oil. Use the code house 10 at checkout for 10% off. And if you're interested in joining my uh, 10-day liver detox program, hop on my website, holistichouse.org, and you can get on the wait list. Thank you so much for sticking with me today. I hope you feel educated and inspired to make some changes to better the, the lives and health of you and your family. Everyone have a wonderful day. Be well and be kind. I'm your host, Stephanie Center, and I will catch you next time.